welcome everybody to Lazy Days of Podcasta. My name is Ryan. Hey y'all, I'm Taj. Welcome to episode 56, you Thank lazy God. loonies. Thank you for saying that because I did not remember what episode it was. <laughs> every time we start, I always like, I feel like I know it. And then every time we start, I forget it immediately when we start. And I'm just like, wait, what fucking episode is it again? Um, I made sure to start writing it down when I take my notes throughout the week. <laughs> that's just smart. so I know. Or I could always look back at the previous week's notes if I get lazy and don't take notes. <laughs> I bet that's like a normal thing, though, that people like, especially when you're doing something like uh, like this for you have something in mind that you want to say. And then as soon as you start, it just fucking goes away. Um yeah, it happens a lot. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again here uh, at Lazy Days Podcast. And if you're joining us again, uh, welcome back. If you're not joining us again, do you know who we are? <laughs> do you even know me? <laughs> Yo, guys, you guys know us. Well, if you don't, we're it's Lazy Days Podcast. This is where myself, Taj, and my homeboy, Ryan, you, you know, you know, social commentary on everyday stuff go politics it could be entertainment it could be history anything yep. anything touch on a bit anything that tickles our fancy actually on uh, the yeah. last episode was a music catch-up episode where we kind of yeah. talked about the music industry is a lot has been happening but also there's been a lot more important things happening so we haven't really talked about the music industry so much recently more more so uh the the latest uh the latest listens yes of, of the week because there's yeah. a lot of album drops uh you know with yay and uh, drake and kendrick oh know. actually too i on that note i didn't realize common dropped a new fucking album and it's really I good i didn't know that yeah it's really good i listened to it twice through last night because i listened to the first through as i was like doing shit and like i was i was really enjoying it and i was going through and like liking songs as i was going through it and then, so the second time I listened to it, I actually was like, I wasn't doing anything really. So I was actually listening to it. It's a really good album. I, I well, really I liked it a it. lot. I don't doubt it. Kanye, or Kanye, <laughs> Common <laughs> always delivers. I can't say the same for... Um, it's um, <laughs> it's a Beautiful Revolution Part 2 is the album that he put out there. And uh, definitely, without a doubt, worth a listen. I always... I I always a keen comment to he's a fucking poet. I don't I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily call him a rapper even though he is a rapper. He's very good at at what he does. He's a fucking poet. That dude honestly his shit sometimes when you listen to it, it he elevates the craft, I think. He he's one of those in his in his field that elevates the craft. Um definitely very good album. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, Despite his shortcomings, yes. Yes. Um, and then I think Lupe Fiasco is rumored to have another album coming out real soon where he hasn't dropped an album in like years. Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me about that. So we'll that, see. That, that, I miss the days that when the, the cusp of uh, street culture, you know, hip hop culture converging with skate culture. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. What a time Honestly, to be his alive. Famous song, Kick Push um from food and liquor he hasn't put an album out in like eight eight years something like that like almost 10 years he hasn't put an album out in a while and i guess he tweeted the other day like i'm 
he pretty much tweeted something along the lines like i'm thinking i need to come back type of thing well i agree with you lupe come on back we'll yeah i agree as well with open uh, arms. big fan of lupe fiasco and uh his his production style his music i like and that's what i liked about this common album not to go too long on this but that's what i really liked about the common album is that his production style he kind of took it back it sounds very it sounds like a mix between like 90s and 2000s it's like a really good mix between the two um well, very that, funky album though that he went with that the, sound that's that neo soul vibe he's always had that you know yeah well he plays into it a lot more in this one because i know he tried to he's experiment a little bit it, yeah. yeah with like it's coming with, back i think it's coming back with artists such as like Giveon and uh mm-hmm. um jasmine sullivan and people like that um by the way uh not sponsored but i think tonight oh you guys won't be hearing this but tonight but the mtv music mm-hmm. awards one of the awards oh tonight. i don't know i don't even watch that shit yeah i haven't yeah, watched the mtv ahead. music awards since uh i think well i don't know if this was before or after but since kanye performed jesus walks that was the last time i can remember him or watching the, the mtv music awards or, or it was when Hoobastank was on there and the singer was really drunk and he was like stumbling on the stage. <laughs> you know, you know, Hoobastank as a child, oh, well, to off rail, uh, real quick, a little side story. Growing up, uh, this girl in my class was like, yeah, Hoobastank. I was like, who's Hoobastank? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It was a TV commercial. You know, the compilation disc commercial? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, who the stink? And I was like, who the stink? That's hilarious. That, that was my first uh, email. Stank pony, who the stink? <laughs> From yeah, the band name? Stink. Yeah. Who the stink? Stank pony. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, my bad. They, they were like kind of like a uh, one hit wonder type of song. They sing that. Uh, and I just want you to know. And that's pretty much it. And yeah. uh, I don't remember what year that was, but I want to say that was maybe like 2009 or something when the last oh, time well, I fucking that watched that shit. Well before I, yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking 2003, dude. And then I don't remember if, I don't remember if I was watching it. I, I, I don't know if I was you know, continuously watching it or if I just saw a clip of the Kanye West Taylor Swift thing. But I think that was the same year. I want to say that was like 2009 when Single Ladies came out. Um, I don't think it was single ladies. Yeah, it was single ladies music video, or wasn't it that that came out that she was I supposed to? I think it was to... something about album of the year or something. Wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, we're we're off topic. That we was two thousand nine. Now we got to uh, catch up. God, that's so long ago. But yeah, check out check out Common's album. It's very good, very very good. Um, very much enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, in today's episode. I am going to take a back seat, everybody. I'm <laughs> going to take a back seat. I'm going to step back from the duality that we have as podcast hosts here. And I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to sit back, relax, taking this information that's going to be presented to me. Oh, you can still participate. Oh, I'm going to participate too. I was going to say, and react. I was going to say, and react and so forth with it. But Taj is going to be. Uh, kind of driving this episode. I'm very excited because I actually just finished a series that's very associated with what we're talking about in a way, in like a small way. Um, But uh, yeah, so this is... Well, first we should should do ketchup mustard. We should. 
because we're already, I don't even know, we don't have a timer on this fucking shit. Oh, damn, I forgot to place a timer. <laughs> we don't have a timer on this. <laughs> what but, do we um, have? Yeah, ketchup, mustard, let's go. These are live sounds, by the way, <laughs> that I'm doing yeah, there. Yeah. I'm my best. All right, uh, where do you want to start, man? I don't even know. It, it... Well, as usual, there's a lot of... Uh, crap going on um i guess we'll start off with saying well after this is after the fact but uh it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11 has just uh mm -hmm. passed on saturday last saturday yeah um 20 years 20 damn years y'all uh the president uh ended up going to four different the four different sites right and mm -hmm. uh yeah at the Many of them did. I know that there was, uh, I think it was uh, Clinton. Uh, George W. Yeah, Bush was there, Biden, um, and then Obama. Obama. Of course, Trump was absent. Um, yes. But not to make it about that fucking tool bag. But still busy, though. Oh, yeah, still very busy. He, uh, of course, I thought it was very interesting because... I feel like how his team works is they react, which is obvious. Like that's how they do. Wait, they just what does that mean? Well, because look, this is what I'm gonna say. Because it was trending on Twitter for hours in the early morning that he wasn't at the the ceremony at Ground Zero or any of the ceremonies. It was trending for hours, like heavily trending, and then all of the sudden, midday through the day, he decides to make an appearance, a surprise appearance at that. At a fire, was the the um, New York Fire Department and New York uh, Police Department. I don't know if it was their headquarters or if they're just kind of getting together for their for a ceremony or something. But he made a surprise appearance at the ceremony, which to, again to me, it just reads a reaction PR team. Just like seeing, oh, we should probably get him somewhere because it turns out he had other plans for that day, which his plans are very interesting. Uh, which I don't know if we want to get into that now or wait on that because his plans are very interesting. Um, but he oh, showed I was up. Muted. I was he, muted. Oh, you were muted. I was yeah, wondering. I was talking. <laughs> All right, wait, because I'm trying to figure out. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. Technical difficulties. You're good. I'm I trying to. Fine. I'm trying to. I'm trying to share the screen, but we're using a different. Oh. Program. You should be able to. It says share screen, but then it says that you're not allowing it or something. And now I made the screen really small and I don't. Oh, now you're gone. Oh, damn it. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. It's Does it let you do me. it now? Let me see. All right, sweet. I don't want to share the whole fucking screen. Shit. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, I was um, very... No, you're good. You're good. Here Technical we go. difficulties. One. Hey, we're this real one. people, okay, everybody? <laughs> These are real Tell things them. that happen. Tell um, but yeah, Donald Trump, again, This is that's why I was saying I think his PR team is very reactionary, which most are. I mean, that's what PR is. But they're very much, again, he was trending for not being at any of the ceremonies, which is a huge deal. I mean, the past four or five presidents were there. I wouldn't Can be surprised if Jimmy Carter didn't show up. Jimmy yeah, Carter. I guess he is. Um, oh, do he, I have to control it? I think you control it, yeah. 
how do I'm trying to get the screen like back to how it was? I have no clue, dude. This sucks. I have I no don't clue. Figure it out. Dude, hold up, y'all. I'm so sorry. And I'm pretty right. sure you can hear all that clicking in the background. I can't hear any clicking, so you're good. Click all you want. Click away. Okay. Um, in the end, he shows up yeah, yeah. to he shows up to a, a surprise appearance at again the New York Fire Department, uh, New York Police Department's little get together they were doing. Which again, it just screams like, oh, he couldn't make it to the fucking the ceremony. The, the the fucking 20th anniversary ceremony at ground zero let alone any other sites but he could just show up as a surprise appearance for his constituents it seemed um he had plans later on in the day which i believe is what Taj was pulling up here yeah okay uh, I was gonna you know more about phone. this than i do i don't know much about this part i've read again i know the nickname thing and i read like some of the other stuff but i don't know much so this is yeah i was just pulling it up from the uh from the insider uh it goes uh donald trump spoke at the 9-11 moonies conference organized by the widow of reverend sun sung young moon Sun yeah, Young Moon, looks about raising right. the controversial Unification Church, which is of South Korea, I believe. Um, let's see. It goes on to say, on Saturday, Donald Trump spoke at a conference organized by Hak Jahan Moon, the widow of Reverend Sun Myung Moon, the founder of the controversial Unification Church. Reverend Moon founded the Church of South Korea in 1954 before moving to the United States in 1971 and it has been widely described as a cult. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump was a featured keynote speaker at the Rally of Hope event, which coincided with the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And then yeah. they have this, uh, this little clip here. I don't know who John Stewartson is. But Jim he's Stewartson? An he's, he's an anti-fascist, apparently. <laughs> Just he's, a uh, Rip Jim. he's a pirate, yeah. too. And uh, it says the Mooney conference has started. Here's Donald Trump praising both Reverend Moon and his wife for their incredible story. Their story is they started a dangerous authoritarian mind control cult 50 years ago and it's still operating. Her son Sean deals in. Okay, well, that's hearsay. Yeah, to me, I don't understand why he's even there. It's very interesting and very interesting choice. I wonder if he was paid. Actually, I don't wonder. I'm pretty sure he was paid to do this. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Okay, it said in his speech, Trump said, I want to thank... Oh, whoop, 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 whoop. In his speech, Trump said, I want to thank the uh, Universal Peach... Feder Peach. <laughs> the Universal Peace Foundation Federation, and in particular, Dr. Hakja Hanmoon, a tremendous person for her incredible work on behalf of peace all over the Tremendous world. Tremendous person. What they have achieved on the, on the peninsula is just amazing. In just a few decades, the inspiration that they have caused for the entire planet is unbelievable. And I congratulate you again and again, Trump said about the couple. Planet. Okay, goes on to say, Reverend Moon called himself a messiah, claimed that he had been asked by Jesus Christ to continue his work on earth. The controversial church, whose followers are 
colloquially. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. I love I that one. My, I was I so happy when I saw that. Time. When I saw Shut that right up, now, man. I was so happy. I was like, colloquially. <laughs> I like, no, okay, well, how about you take over this? No, 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 no. No, no, read, read, read. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, the good. controversial church whose followers were colloquially referred to as Moonies. That's right, folks. They refer to themselves and others refer to them as Moonies, which gained notoriety for arranging mass weddings between strangers. So there's below a picture of, I don't know, it looks like fucking, it says thousands of couples. I can't see the whole picture. It kind of looks oh, like my, it just says, copied and pasted. Okay. I don't know. It looks know, like just, it's all like uh, it looks like an illusion or something, but it's not. No it's a luck. fucking. It's a photo of a bunch of strangers getting married, apparently, uh, at a wedding, a mass wedding ceremony. I didn't even know this shit fucking happened. Me, what I the didn't know hell? this was a thing. Um, this is Getty Images, dude. Yeah, and and then of course, uh, in the speech, of course, Donald Trump also took the opportunity to take credit for improving the security situation in Korean Peninsula. Looking back today, it's easy to forget how dangerous the situation was when I was elected. Missiles were flying, nuclear weapons were being tested, and powerful threats were being issued every single day. Uh, under my leadership, under my leadership, the United States adopted a policy of unprecedented strength. Yes, he's just perfect. Okay. Um, well, who was Jim? This Jim dude, Jim Stewart. Stewartson. Stewartson, the, the founder of the anti. Okay, yeah. The anti-disinformation organization, the Think Project, wrote on Twitter that the event was deeply harmful and deceptive. What did it say? This is being pitched at a pitch by a who's who of establishment extremists as some sort of peace mission to unify Korea, Stewart's and Rip. Yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's fitting um, that Trump would, on 9-11... Instead of going to something that's more, I would say, United States centric, to go to a South Korean cult and speak. <laughs> that's fitting. Yeah, I've never heard about these people, but oh, yeah. is that the same one? That's yeah, the this, AR people. This it says members of the World Peace and Unification. I know about them. Both their AR-15 rifles as they participate in life. Of holy marriage blessings at the church. Okay. On 14, 2019 in Newfoundland, Pennsylvania. I know that there's a church group um, or a part of a certain section of uh, sector of religion. I I don't I don't remember South Korea, but I guess it was where they they do they come in with fucking AR-15 rifles in their churches for the ceremonies and shit. So I knew about wow. that. So okay, I guess Look I'm. At them. Yeah, it Y'all, looks very much. They've got. They've got like robes on with like crowns, yeah, robes crown. and like red sate or sashes. They look like a altar people, like a Catholic esque, like Catholic vibes. Yeah, got it's usher gloves on. Odd. Um, again, it's very fitting that Trump would befriend these individuals because well, of course, it's of course it's it, it's uh, controlling the masses, not necessarily controlling, but being. You know that 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 dictatorship. Like I'm the yeah. leader. I'm in charge of everything. Yeah, you like can the like the dearly departed uh, Reverend Moon. Mm-hmm. He claimed to to be doing Jesus's work. So that can fall into a lot of things, though. 
But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what's going on, y'all. Let's move on. Yeah, because then also what he decided to do later that day is what any, you know, uh, individual who is reflecting on 9-11 would do. He hosted a boxing match. Hmm. Um, him and Don Jr. and some other bald fucking... It was Donnie J there? Oh, yeah, he was there. He was the one that took the photo of his dad with the uh, uh, firefighters and policemen. It was like, like we're true at the true event or something like that. My president, I think that's what they're trying to get tw- uh, trending. Oh, I see. Um, or the real president or some shit. Some weird shit that they're trying to get trending. They're trying to act like, again, like he's still president. It's the weirdest <sighs> fucking thing Freaks. in the world. I've never seen a president who was voted out of office and impeached twice, act like they were still president after the fact. I've never seen that shit. I haven't. I've only been around for a couple presidents, but I've still never seen it. Um, a couple? Yeah, a couple. I've been around for a couple. In your adulthood? Exa- well, yeah, in my adulthood. That's what I mean. Okay, okay. okay. Like that I, that I can a few, a few. perceive, that I can actually take, you know, understand. But he, uh, yeah, he went to go uh, host a fucking boxing match. But also, just the last thing on Trump I didn't want to touch on because I thought it was very funny. Um, This motherfucker released a statement uh, in regards to uh, either... Oh, it was in regards to the Robert E. Lee statue being taken down because it it was, you know, stated... It was essentially just stated that they were going to take down the fucking Robert E. Lee statue, which makes sense. He's a fucking Confederate general. He... Lost. He has no reason to have a Confederate general statue in the United States of America. And then you've got Trump going on and on. You it's know, like saying, having a it's oh, like having a Hitler statue. Like it's the weirdest he, thing. Yeah. Like it's so if he, what does Trump say? If 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 Robert E. Lee Oh, you know what I'm talking alive about live during yeah uh, during uh, 9-11, during the war of Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, this would have been Saul. You know, he said, if only he said, if only we had Robert E. Lee to command our troops in Afghanistan, that disaster would have ended in complete and total victory many years ago. Wow! What an embarrassment we are suffering because we don't have the genius of Robert E. Lee. He fucking lost. What are you talking about? Robert E. Lee lost. The war, like I don't well, know, what is he talking about? Well, that sounds like it's fitting then, since Trump indeed lost as well. No, <laughs> I just don't. I he, it's uh, to me this statement is obviously pandering to fucking deep south fuck individuals who. Oh well, yeah, they're the are, ones who are willing to be shown on national television mm-hmm. walking with torches, flags, yeah, and, and all that chan- shit. Like they're willing for the, they're 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 emboldened enough to do stuff and like that. So he's obviously surprised. pandering. He's pandering to them, but the statement itself is so stupid. What is he talking about? This man lost. It would we would we would have lost if we. I don't understand. Not that we we won anything in Afghanistan, but it wouldn't have been better. And then he calls him a genius. It's like I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I, there's such. Mention, there's there's still uh, just an honorable mention, I suppose. Yeah. Re, uh, history repeating itself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just going around willy nilly bombing things and. Mm-hmm 
false information. There's been, you know, the Jones drone drone strike, yeah, in Afghanistan, uh, and it turned out to be a dude who was actually not not affiliated affiliated with whatsoever, and he was nope. actually a pillar of the community. Mm-hmm. In the videos, he's carrying jugs of water into his truck and laptop cases to help out people, driving people around for rides if they need, etc. Anyway, I'm sorry, I took, uh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. That's, that's a huge, that is a huge fucking problem. That's a huge problem that I had in general when, uh, you know, drone strikes were made, not that they weren't public knowledge before, but they were very well acknowledged and made publicly aware of, um, I would say early on in the war in, in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan. And then Obama has been known for having the most drone strikes of any president. Obama? Obama and thanks Obama, which is very upsetting because I think again, like I mean, any type of war is 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 you know it's complicated. But when you put it in something like drones, something that's so detached to where again, like you said, you're basing it on information of. I mean, I'm sure it's the best information they could possibly get. Not defending drone strikes, but just when you when you have something like that occurring, it makes it so detached, and then shit like this happens so often and it's so fucking sad it's so sad um because if that shit were happening here it would be it it would be a huge deal a huge deal that's that's the whole point about 9-11 no yeah exactly and it's uh, speaking of people how we're probably too deep into this no we're good we We can talk about this we could this is good yeah yeah um well uh, it it's like you know we talk about what well, we talk about here on Lazy Dudes podcast about the anti vaxxers and the mm-hmm. people who don't want to wear their masks. This is a global pandemic. In case you guys have forgotten that, yes. there's this little article here um, from from news.com. Australia is that what it is? AU. <laughs> yeah, AU. But I forget where it's from the source. Anyhow. Um, as protests erupt over a vaccine passport in France, falls. Even though, ooh, France, we're going to be talking about them a little bit. Fashion, anyway. Mm-hmm. Says chaos has erupted in France as more than 120,000 people demonstrated against plans to mandate the vaccine in public places. All right, let's see here. September 12th. Look at him. All right. Says more than uh yeah there we go, across France Saturday according to officials figure the protests the coronavirus health passes they say discriminate against the unvaccinated sounds familiar no yeah except it's more classy when it's in France or Europe at all right other rather than some southerner from the United States <laughs> I don't want no vaccine yeah they do it in French you know the French are very um well known for their protesting. Think Probably back to too. the uh, French Revolution, which we'll touch on in today's subject. Parlez-vous français? Parlez-vous, c'est va, c'est va, c'est va. The video, uh, which has been viewed more than 3.4 million times, shows people physically attacking each other with long sticks, <laughs> with things becoming so chaotic the crowd scatter. And then it shows a bunch of picture uh, pictures of, it's like West Side Story, but it's, People with masks and then people without masks. Look at homeboy right here. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, 
I just don't get it, man. I really don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. I. I don't understand because it's like we don't have chicken pox anymore as a widely like a, a, a contagious issue. I guess you would say because of the fucking chicken pox vaccine. We don't have polio as a widespread issue because of the polio vaccine. I don't understand the fact that this, how this is so different or how people can perceive this so differently. And I know that there's, there's a way that you could be like, Oh, well back then they probably questioned it too. I was like, yeah, that's fine. But everyone did it. Most everyone did it. Obviously. Yeah. I actually got a, I actually got a funny little onion article. That's a fun transition. If you, if you will pop it up. All right, let me read this here. (laughs) This is from The Onion. Horrified anti-vaxxer discovers every American who got smallpox vaccine in 19th century now dead. (laughs) Lynchburg, Virginia. Astounded by the the damning information, local anti-vaxxer Pete Dixon was reportedly horrified Thursday after discovering that every single American who got a smallpox vaccine... Damn it. I'm getting a political call. Dude, I'm getting a political call. Oh, shoot. What the heck? It's coming up I've on never, Caller Ideas political never, call. Do I answer it? Yeah, answer it. I'm not going to put it. Hold put on. on I'm going to mute myself. I'm, no, hell no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Political call. Okay, he's on mute, everybody. And They he, hung up. They hung, hung up. up. Damn. I was too late. That was very that was scary. Curious. Are they, should I not be sharing this onion information? It's, uh, <laughs> it's Antoine. Or what the fuck is his name? Antonio. Oh, yeah. Antonio, my FBI agent. FBI I know. They're probably going to remind me to vote no against the recall, the recall? of Gavin Newsom. I would yeah, hope because so. it's it's very smart to recall a governor in the middle of a pandemic. Where it's, a, it's straight. You saw it's straight up a political call. I've never yeah, seen that. That was weird. I've never seen that either. Yeah, I'm scared. Let me finish. All right. Anyway, that's what she said. We're expect. We're expected to follow. Government. Where were we? Where were we? America. Okay. 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 Local anti-vaxxer Pete Dixon was reportedly horrified Thursday after discovering that every single American who got a smallpox vaccine in the 19th century was now deceased. Dead. We're expected to follow along blindly with the CDC, but if people would simply look at the history, they'd see that thousands of people who were inoculated against smallpox in the 1800s have since dropped dead. Dixon true telling reporters that it was disgusting that the mainstream media has refused to share any stories about Americans who had taken a government mandated vaccine only to eventually perish from complication, including respiratory failure, cancer, heart attack, stroke or cholera. Mm -hmm. They act like these shots are completely safe and tested. But I guarantee the future historians are going to look back on the time period centuries from now and discover that everyone who took the COVID vaccine is dead, too. Dixon added that despite the media's constant downplaying of alternative medication, not a single person in the 19th century has died from ingesting Invermectin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Throw that in there. That's good. 
And that's I, by a very reputable source, The Onion, y'all. The Onion, still putting out quality content. You I remember, remember they had a news channel. Oh, I've watched that so much. The Onion News is so funny. They'd actually show, it would be like an actual news channel. Um, people would believe it, too. Yeah, people would believe People still believe it to this day. <laughs> I was these have people like posting, reposting Onion articles on Twitter, thinking it's real. Uh, it's quite funny. But, um, yeah, I just don't get it. I just really don't understand. Get vaccinated, people. Yeah, you could still get COVID, but if you get it, chances are it's very strong possibility you're going to get through it if you have a vaccine. Uh, but if you have you a lot of money, if you have a lot of money, I guess it doesn't matter. So if you're completely rich and you fucking get COVID, I guess you could just pay for fake fucking antibodies and uh, what was it? The stem, stem, what is it? This fucking Z packs and all other shit that stem Trump cell, and yeah. Joe Rogan they got. all they all uh, have doctors who rich people can afford a lot of prominent podcasts mm-hmm. are um are uh touching Anybody on such such tough topics i mean they're touching on the topics but about uh like joe rogan being able to go ahead and get all those medications and steroids and stem cells but um yeah it's not their their listeners aren't those people you know what i yeah. mean and these doctors and reputable people, these expensive doctors, they uh, they benefit. A lot of them benefit from these medications being sold mm-hmm. that their listeners would never be able to afford in their lifetime. Yeah, um, I don't understand that. I like to me again. I don't understand a lot of this shit, obviously. But uh, but the fact that people who are anti-vaxxers, vaxxers are, they they keep saying like. Big pharma's, you know, this big pharma that, and then they go and they're and they're taking this medicine that's being prescribed by their doctors. Again, I know we talk a lot about the deworming shit. That's obviously the animal side of it, but it also is for parasites within human beings. They have medicines there, and this is being sold by the pharmaceutical industry, where the vaccine's free. So I don't understand that. My that whole argument about the big pharma vaccine thing. I don't understand how that, how they, it's literally flipped. <laughs> like if they're taking it's those so alternative flipped. medicines, then that's, that's provided by the pharmaceutical industry and they're making money off of it because it's not free. The vaccine is free. So I just don't, I don't get it. I think I'm going to go crazy if I keep thinking about it too much. Oh, no, I, no, no. We got this. I'm mad. Um, actually, I guess to segue towards the end of this, um, on a positive note, I don't think we're going to go crazy. I think we're going to get through it because uh, I don't know if you remember Steve from Blue's Clues, but uh, over over the past couple of days, people have, totally been, uh, people have been very heart-wrenched, I guess. Not maybe heart-wrenched, maybe just like, I don't know, very few people have been very, very cozy about this video that he released. He released a video on September 7th, Nick Jr., Twitter. I don't think I've ever seen a tweet from Nick Jr. before. <laughs> and, nor, have, I, nor have most of us, I don't think, right? I guess it was Blue's Clues' 25th anniversary, which if you didn't know, Blue's Clues did air for the first time in 94. 
uh, it's a long time ago, which is cr- it's crazy to think about. Ninety four was the first time. I don't know why I would always think it was like later on, but yeah. it was way early on in my childhood. Well, that's that's back in the day when children stayed in children's place for most yes. of the time. For most of the part, mm-hmm. we didn't have the internet. Yes, because ten year olds now seem so much older. It's like a reverse. Yeah, like 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 in the industrial revolution, <laughs> like like they had kids going to work and stuff. Yeah, and internet revolution. Toward, toward the turn of the century, kids slowly became children again. Now yeah. it's like because of the internet, they're not children anymore yeah. at, a, at that yeah. age, at least mentally. And yeah, like I mean, we barely missed the mark. 25, 25th anniversary, so twenty five years uh, since it since it started, and he released a message. Um, if you don't know, Steve was the original Blues Clues host, a big part of my childhood. I was a huge Likewise. fan of Blues Clues. Um, and he left the show, I think, after like maybe a couple, eight seasons maybe or some shit like that, or up until like maybe early, early 2000s, like maybe 2001, I would say maybe, maybe a little bit later. But he was there for a long time. Um and he like released, they released a video of him just saying like, hey, like just doing his little blues clue stick, super fucking cheesy, still playing the same character, not trying to act adult for the video or anything, but still playing the same little character he does. And he was just pretty much saying like, it's been a while since we've seen each other type of thing. You know, I'm glad that you're okay. I'm doing okay too. And just know that I haven't forgot about you. And I hope you haven't forgotten about me like this, this and that. And it just like unlocked people's fucking childhood memories and emotions to, and like the, the connections that they had to that as a kid, which is what we talked about previously with like artists versus art and connecting that through like uh, when we talked about nostalgia as well, um, is that emotional connection you have with those things you grew up with. And man, oh man, it fucking took the internet by storm and everyone was just feeling it that day. Just that day, that whole day. There's mixed emotions. Yeah, well, there was people making fun of it, obviously, because it's a Blue's Clues fucking thing. And it's the internet culture. And it's the internet because, you know, they're not, they're ruthless. But I think a vast majority. They're ruthless. A vast majority of them, uh, of individuals that were talking about and how it was trending, was um, was positive. It was very positive uh, remarks of it, like you know, this made this made my day. This made me so happy. Like you know, this this and that. Uh, I didn't cry watching it, but I did get Nor those did childhood. I. I did get like those those reminiscent thoughts of like, oh, I remember sitting at my grandma's house watching Blue's Clues with the fucking notebook and had the crayon, like. I had all the shit, like you I would mean, do it with it. And you mean your handy dandy, my notebook? handy dandy notebook. I had the one that I bought for blue. It was a blues clues one too. And it had the big ass fucking crayon that came with it. And yeah. I, it just unlocked those childhood memories and feelings. And it was, it was nice. So I can imagine people that are heavily emotional about it and how they felt. Cause there were people that were fucking like, there were people that were like, and, and it was, and I'm not, I don't want to play lightly on it because there were people that were like, you know, either feeling very depressed recently or, you know, down and, and just not in a good spot. And they, you know, it, it, they they got something from it. And I'm happy that they did. But I thought that was definitely worth talking about because it's it blew up and yeah. it was yeah. it was a yeah, it was a sweet sentiment. It was a nice, sweet sentiment. But I'm getting signals here. I'm getting smoke signals that oh, you didn't we're going to take a chat? break. That we're going to take a break. Uh, and then we'll get to the topic because 
that's pretty much all we got to talk about for ketchup mustard. And then yes. I know I know Todd has got a whole thing planned. Y'all buckle up about this this next this, this current episode. So let's take a break. Let's go back. Good brands, I always think, are quite mysterious. But yet today, everyone's talking every second about what they're doing. Information became so easy that we are over-informed by things we are not supposed to know, we are not that uh, great to know. But that is something what never existed before. So it is too dangerous to say, no, it was better before. It wasn't better. It was just different. It's up to us to adjust to our times. The times are not supposed to adjust to our perhaps passiest taste. So you have to be careful. You like it or you don't like it. The question is, that's the way it is. You can do nothing against it. That's an evolution. Uh, and the evolution cannot be stopped and will not be stopped tomorrow morning. I must be an opportunist. Uh, I can still live in my private world, but I'm not against the world of today, because if you are against it, you are like Don Quixote. I don't fight windmill. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Well, I mean, you guys didn't leave. We left. Now we're back. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about uh, a little bit on the fashion industry. More necessarily, the fashion industry can uh, imply anything. It can imply uh, clothing, which is what we're actually going to be touching on mostly here today. Um, but it also can mean, you know, beauty products, shoe wear, uh, home decor, the anyway. But we're talking about just general fashion. And like with anything we talk about here on Lazy Days Podcast, we can always go very much more on and on in depth about it. But just to keep within a decent time, we're going to touch on a few certain or specific topics when regarding uh, the fashion industry. Um, so, yeah, as Ryan mentioned earlier, it's going to be uh, Taj Takeover today. Taj Takeover! Dun-dun. Triple Taj Takeover! <laughs> All right. So, uh, any, uh, any, any comments, Ryan? Like, what do you think about fashion? When, when you hear the word fashion, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I, f- I, I think I know little to nothing about it i know little to nothing i know the runway i know that the, 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 on the no. runway i know that I, I know the importance of um i do th- i do know and understand the importance of fashion i do know and understand the importance of it to individuals to certain individuals specifically um what i'm more aware of is is how fashion was used to is more of a form of expression and i think it's still also used for that the same purpose today. Um, and I think it's helped people more be more individual, I guess it'd be more their individual selves. So I know that there's, again, there's a strong importance to fashion. I don't know anything specific about it. I can't tell you, I can tell you brands based off of like popularity and cultural wise. Like I, I can tell you those things, but I can't, I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart if I was looking at something other than maybe like uh, if it has the fucking brand name on it. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to tell you what kind of brand it is. I can't do that. I, I'm not, I'm not very keen to that. 
Um, okay. Well, so this is definitely a, gonna be a learning experience for myself. I was gonna say that was uh, a long answer about nothing. I said, when you hear the word fashion, what do you think? That's what I think. <laughs> that's all that goes. That's literally it's a flash of information. All that, that comes to your head when you it's think like, <laughs> it floods in. Um, but just on a side note, we just finished watching the assassination of Versace and just seeing again this that also concreted to what i was saying it, it associates with what i was saying how there was so much um there was so much that he did for a lot of people uh it, w- you know around the world with his fashion whether it be you know again individualism expressivism you know expressing their their selves mainly people a lot of people within the uh uh a gay community i think were well, very that's- well known for well, that. That's that's the interpretation of the show, though. That's the interpretation I mean? of the yeah. show, but also too. I mean, that's from what I knew about Versace and seen. I've seen a couple like interviews and things with him. Um, he's very much about that. He's very much like live for the day type of shit and and like kind of all that free spirit type of thinking, which I know most designers are probably like. I don't know, um, but I just thought I'd throw that out there because that okay. that gave me a little introduction into like maybe the history of it. Uh, more than I knew about to an extent, obviously. Well then, um, well, dude, it goes, it goes back way back, 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 back before Versace. Back, 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 back. <laughs> back, 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 dude. All right. Um, so let's start with a little, let's start with a little history. So I was hoping that you'd give, I'm, I'm very pleased with, with your, your answer there, but I was looking for more of a general thought on, like I'm saying, okay, like like flash words, fashion. What do you what comes to your head? Like bang, like a one word answer, a couple runway. Of words, but when I think fashion, I think runway. Okay. I think the fucking that's the first image that okay. comes to mind is the fucking runway and and Would a you, walking down it. Okay, how about how about we generalize it to clothing? Yeah, clothing. Think? Yeah. What about what? I mean, what would you think when I say clothing? Um, when I think clothing, I honestly think like the crazy ass shit. Like the first thing that comes to mind, if I were just to, to paint it, it'd be like, not a trash bag, fucking, you know what I mean? Though, like, you know, the out there type of the, because you know, someone like, someone says clothing, you think, <laughs> no, no, no. Bags. Well, I'm trying to explain it because, like, I think, like, again, a model walking down a runway, but wearing something that's unconventional, I guess is the best way of putting it. Wearing something that you wouldn't think, like they had the whole thing with newspapers, and they did have all the like you know, in Zoolander, the trash bag thing. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, and it was, okay. So those are just things. If someone that says clothing, just um, yeah, in general. Well, well, fashion and clothing, like those are the no, first no, no. things that Take come to mind. Fashion out of it. Think clothing. Clothing, I think. I, I think a, a button-up shirt. I don't know that as far as a piece of clothing. Okay. I think of 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 everyday clothing. I don't think of anything special or particular. I guess. Would perhaps you? I'm gonna lead the witness. Um, would you perhaps think of the word practical? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Everyday well, goes, practical. You know, like I said, button-up shirt, just pants. You know, whatever. Just like the standard. It goes back to the dawn of man. You know. Well, depending on what you believe, it could be those little leaves that you slap on Adam and Eve or... Um, How do they stay up, though? I don't know, dude. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the fashion I'm looking the for. Give me some magic. <laughs> holy ghost. I'll take a magic leaf. But, um, yeah, protection, dude. Uh, back in the, back in the, back in the way, way back. It was for protection. Clothing was for protection. True. Um, it, you know, and then it became something, you know, they'd take uh, furs, 
you know, what they have around them, what's, what nature provided. Um, and then it eventually got to a point where it was a bartering system where you're trading furs or, or materials to make silk, you know, well, come on, not a little earlier than that, just the rough stuff. Oh, but it became leaves. a bartering system. And then it became a quality type of thing where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, certain things have quality and last longer. And then it became a status thing, you know what I mean? Where it was used to indicate your your hierarchy in society. Um, little quick side trivia in the, I think it's the 12th century or something like, oh, they get into it. It's something called the sum, sumptuary laws. I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, indicated, let me read it here. This is from the Britannica.com. Uh, uh, just look up sumptuary law, S-U-M-P-T-U-A-R-Y law. Any law, des- any law designed to restrict excessive personal expenditures in the interest of preventing extravagance and luxury. The term denotes regulation restricting extravagance in food, drink, dress, and household equipment, usually on religious or moral grounds, such as law, such as laws have, such laws have proved (laughs) difficult or impossible to enforce over long term. Sumptuary laws are of ancient origin, and numerous instances are to be found in ancient Greece. The Spartan inhabitants of the, the code, okay, I'm going to stop. I don't want to butcher this anymore anyway it goes down to the fact that it became a commodity it yeah. went from it went from being something out of necessity to being different you know like diversified as yeah. it were um the classes the social classes exactly colors fall into that as well especially when it comes to uh in the medieval times in european countries purple and blue that's right. It was the most expensive uh, dye, dye, I believe. Yeah. yeah. See, I know little to... things. Those little things, like I know yeah. that I, again, I wouldn't, like you said, at first associate that with what I know as fashion now. So it's interesting that you're bringing this up because, again, these are things that I definitely know. But again, I, I just wouldn't associate it with that because to me, I think fashion has evolved so much. Um, Oh yeah, we're getting to that. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Um, it's it goes so far as back as to um ancient ancient Egypt, even you know yeah any any ritualistic uh um society um because you know just like today the Catholic Church all the churches all the uh our religious uh institutions there are there's a costume regalia a reg- I wouldn't call it that it denotes costume that that lessens it. Oh uh, yeah, drag. drag. Let's call it drag. drag. Yeah, they're drag. They're in drag. Most religious ceremony. No disrespect <laughs> whatsoever. No disrespect whatsoever. We're just trying to be funny here. We're not professionals, y'all. We're just dishing it to you. I'm just the way a you dummy. Want to hear it. You I'm know, just a dummy. Dummies, I, I'm just, just a dummy that calls them costumes. Okay, they're costumes anyway. to me. Anyway, yeah, it's they're they're uniforms, as it were. Yeah, there you go. Uniform sounds better. Okay, well, you say what you want, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, carbs, <laughs> anything, anything like that. But yeah, there was a point in in history where, and probably still the same thing, because when you think high society, what kind of clothes are 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 rich or wealthy? What what kind of clothes do you picture in your head? Fur, 
picture for obviously when I think of high society, I think the immediate is a fucking fur coat. Is like about, you know what about for a man? I mean nowadays for men, I feel like for men it's usually for high for high society it's usually just like name brands now. It's more it's more of like the brand that you were. I think well, what, more or what less type of outfit. I'm not trying to lead you to it, but I was gonna say like a suit. <laughs> You well, yeah, I mean? like a suit tuxedo. That's what I was going to say. Like for a man, it's more kind of just standard tuxedo suit, nice looking. Whereas I think, I think for, for, for a woman or female, if I were to go back to like, a you woman. Know, what would, what would uh, define that? It would be, um, for like, it would be a fur coat or, you know, something that's, oh, well, here's, here's a, go ahead. No, I was just going to say something that seems more pricey where you can't, I mean, I'm sure you can, if you know a lot about tuxedos and suits and things, you could probably tell, you know, oh, this, this, and that. You but, know the difference between a tuxedo and a suit? I know that tuxedo has, it's like, all, isn't it just a black, it's just all black and it's. I don't know, it can be, no, 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 it could be any color. Tuxedo has satin. Oh, it's a material? Yes. See, I wouldn't even know that. I would just be like, okay, Texas for weddings and James Bond. Celebratory. <laughs> yeah, celebratory, exactly. Like, wherever they serve champagne. Yeah, wherever it's like a black and white event, you know, type of thing. That's all I know. Mm -hmm. So sad. Okay. Well, here, 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 let's move into, let's move into some world events that uh, influence fashion. Because it's a whole, we're going to skip forward because like with any topic, like I said before, we could go on and on about it, but I would try to keep it concise. Yeah. Time some world mind. events, some prominent world events. Um, let's start with the French Revolution. Once that ended, um, corsets had been switched up for shapewear. You know, that's how, that's when they start using um, different silhouettes to form the body rather than using these harmful corsets which are which have made a comeback in the last last couple decades um but yeah corsets used to be the norm mm -hmm. so uh after after they they executed uh Marie Antoinette and King Louis um the women are just start just cast them off it was like a Pretty much like the feminist re revolution, you know, the feminist uh, uprising. Yeah. Uh, with the burning, the bra burning of the bras. Burning, yeah, burning the bras type of thing. Yeah. Okay, then we move on to uh, the industrial revolution, where workers and miners, you know, because we're building and infrastructure, industrialization. They're using jeans and denim, you know, and overalls for durability and practicality. And yeah. now look, jeans are an everyday, everyone owns a pair of jeans. Yeah, they're working. And how American are they? Products. You know what I mean? Yeah. And P.S., we'll get to it, but y'all, jeans, anyhow. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm okay, excited. Then, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm so happy. And then we got, and then we got the Great Depression where uh, things were more conservative and narrowed down. Because uh, no one has, no one's got any money. Even though that's when Hollywood is making is so glamorous. All the Hollywood movies, all the Hollywood films, you know, Furs and Fergie, you know, glamorous, glamorous, glamorous. Everyone likes furs and and satins and silks. So everyone's living beyond their means, and that's when credits starting to become a thing. First you know class, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> champagne. <laughs> 
Um, and then we got, um, now we're moving on to uh, World War II, where materials are scarce, are rare, and in a lot of cases, even illegal um, because of supply demand. You know what I mean? It's the war. Mm-hmm. Even though it goes back further than that, there's several cases which I'm saying we, we can't touch on everything. Yeah, but there's 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 history of exotic extinct birds now that their feathers were snatched off like garments with hundreds of these certain feathers, and the animal only grows three of them. And you know what I mean. <laughs> so how many? <laughs> That's anyway. like pelts. It's like there's a lot of things you know that so yeah fall into that same category. World War II, and women are starting to wear utility clothing like trousers mm-hmm. because they're working because all the men have gone to war so uh uh the dresses have gone uh, it's gone from that to wearing at, to athleisure and that's what american wear is uh really strongly known for is it's athleisure you know what i mean like yeah. sportswear sportswear streetwear etc but then we've also got um oh yeah that's it but then it got it got to the point where they're making stuff from home uh, and less extravagant, and the, they're suffering. But anyway, and we'll move. Any 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 thoughts on that before we move on to the any the next uh, bullet point I got here? No, but that just goes again with the initial feeling that I've had, where the fashion has evolved so much to where what I what I'm familiar with it now, and even what I what I'm familiar with it now, it's I could already see like what I was saying in the beginning about expressing individualism. Like I could see those like just trinkled in there, little bits and pieces trinkled in there through that little timeline that you just gave of that becoming more and more prominent. And I know it's going to be coming soon. I'm sure as far as that boom, if you will, that big, uh, you know, yeah. big bang type of thing that happened, I guess. And we haven't even touched on like when it, when it comes to like, uh, fashion as in activism, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, it, it, like we mentioned, it's a societal thing. Like it indicates what status in in a lot of cases. But uh, I just uh, try to crunch it up shorter, um, or try to make it more concise. So because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a long episode. Um, consumption. You know what I mean? Consumption and this term that's been popping up a lot lately: fast fashion. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess uh, some would refer to it as cheap, trendy clothing that samples ideas from the catwalk and you know celebrity yeah. influencers. But it's uh, it's um, around the world too. Where is it? The sustainability one. Did I send you that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's it called? Let me see. Sustainability. Sustainability. Yeah, chic. Yeah, that one. They have this article. I think it's from. It's an old one anyway it still still resonates um anyway anyhow they discuss how uh the term fast fashion or what fast fashion is doing you know what i mean it falls into a lot of things it refers to um the brands that produce high volume a high volume of clothing throughout the year brands are now making clothes at a fraction of the price they used to as a result Consumers can update their wardrobes very quickly and affordably, but this overconsumption of cheaply made clothes is leading to huge growth of textile waste, pollution. Oh, damn it. I'm using my, my scroller and I, <laughs> I lost my place. Pollution and 
you get the deal. Yeah. The fast fashion, it, you know, is the stuff where you uh, think of H&M Forever 21, uh, Urban Outfitter, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, alle- allegedly. I don't want to get got. Well, um, that's the thing, too, with a lot of fast fashion. Um, it is, I, this is where I feel like there there needs to be more. There needs to be more investigation into these companies. I hands down shop at Urban Outfitters. I don't, I haven't actually bought anything for there for years because it's too fucking expensive at this point. It's like $80 for a shirt that's not, has like holes in it and shit. It's not worth it. Um, but I also shop at uh, Forever 21 in H&M. I do. And I'll definitely just admit that. And I, but I feel like too, maybe it could be a do and attributed to the fact that there isn't enough coverage on fast fashion as far as how harmful it is. I know it's there, but it's not, I feel like there needs to be, there needs to be more on it. Cause like a, a lot of the stuff too, I read on this, it's saying that a lot of these companies are very secretive about, about their, or their, um, I guess how they do their business in, in other countries oh, and things. And I think that right there, just in, like, we just have to overturn those rocks because I just want to see what's underneath. I want to see what's going on. I want to know what companies that I'm going to, if, if it's yeah. right or okay for me to, to support that, which I know saying it, and this is just coming from my point of view, someone who does, I do shop at those places. Um, like show me, like, I want to see that shit. Cause I, I, I really want to know and understand. So I just hope that at some point that there's a push for it. Cause I know it's been slowly whispered out in the background and, and becoming a little louder and louder over the years. Um, especially with all the apps and all that shit coming out. Oh yeah. The, the like ASOS and yeah, all that, Zora. you know, Zora doesn't even advertise. I don't doubt it. They, they, they don't have to cause people know about it. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Social media plays into it a lot. It's Influencers. From, yeah, they, they can just promote stuff themselves. They're trying to make their own brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a, a, there's this TED Talk on the, the conscious... Damn it. Consciouschallenge.org. There's some TED Talk. Well, that's where the article is. The High Cost of Our Cheap Fashion is the name of the TED Talk video. Yeah, and they talk about the poly, the uses of polyester, which is a synthetic mm-hmm. uh, fabric, and it makes up uh, half most of mostly most of our clothing nowadays. Um, fish are consuming the microfibers in the waters. It makes up for twenty um, percent of water pollution because of the textile waste. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of gross when you think about it, but you people don't. People don't understand it. People don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about, like we said, it's about cheap, trendy things that are just not. But it, and, and it doesn't excuse them either. Yeah. It doesn't excuse the, the, the it's all about capitalism, the, the, yes. the bigger wigs, because they've exactly. got, their hands are dirty as well. You know, I believe one of the, one, I think the fourth, I think it was in Forbes not too long ago, uh, he's like the in fourth place or in the top five of billionaires, some dude who runs like most of from France runs most of the fashion industry, like Dior and this, this, that, like, I think he, his net worth is like 70 something billion. Jesus. And he's not even a fashion designer. He's a businessman who just 
conglomerated all the yeah I hope monopolized right. on it yeah all yeah all the big brands and it's, it's like the fast food industry it's the same definitely. thing it's like with any big industry like that music industry fast food industry fashion industry they yeah. all got mute movie industry it's all the same formula i guess that'd be a nice little segment the in, in industry segment <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, i mean that could definitely work but I think that again with fast fashion, I again I am one of those people that shop at those places, and I do know, I do know of cautions in regards to fast fashion and things of that sorts. I just feel like again, until the until these companies give us that look or give somebody that look behind their process, which I think is shady enough that they're not. I mean that's also like something that's pretty shady. Then I I, I just want to know. Because again, a lot of this stuff is I know I know not with polyester, not with the synthetic material, things like that. But a lot of this stuff is alleged. You know, it's like, oh, based on where their shops are and the labor laws there, and oh, so forth and so on with that there. And I know there's been some leakage with certain things, but I feel like there just needs to be more uncovered. And I feel like maybe it's because it's such a big influence, the fashion industry, that maybe that's why there isn't. It's consumerism. It's consumerism. That too, that's yeah. There's been times where people have hidden messages because they they take like I've seen that. Take hidden messages like yeah. SOS mm-hmm. help us we're forced labor. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. And they and they cost pennies to create this garment, but they sell it for hundreds of times its worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are solutions. Um, check, check, check. Try to be more invested. There are talks uh, like technology. Invest in where you, where you shop. What you consume, read the price, read the price tags. A lot of are are the 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 uh, materials that it's made out of, where it's from. Uh, there are there are advances in technology. A lot of people think that um, the three D printer is going to be a very big uh, advancement for the fashion industry, using three D printers to create uh, biodegradable materials. Well, no, they're plastics, recycled plastics to make garments. Yeah. Rather than using uh, resources. Um, but it doesn't help the synthetic factor of that, I suppose. But yeah, and they're also that cryptocurrency is a way that they're looking in the fashion industry on how you purchase something. You know, you can look up the a- the QR code and see where this material came from where it's been handled if it's if it's sustainable you know if it's been uh produced sustainably things like that um yeah it's it's real interesting there too because what i mean i don't know I, i i feel like i don't know if it's better or not doing this but i felt better purchasing the types of shirts and stuff that i wear when i was in thailand directly from like the places there as opposed to it being because I was actually told this when I was looking into like getting clothes in different countries, things like that. Like, obviously, I know it's fine. It's just fucking clothing. But I was actually um, I was looking to see about bringing an extra suitcase, things like that, because we know it's very heard of it's very cheap. Stuff. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, because I know it would be very cheap to buy clothes out there. But when I was looking into stuff like that, I didn't realize how much people actually did that and how much people would get suitcases and suitcases and purchase shit ton of clothing to sell it out here to then come out here and then sell it flip it for 
you know, 10 times his worth, like kind of how you were saying with that. And to me, I'm like, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's better or not me when I went out to Thailand and purchasing my shirts from individuals in Thailand, as opposed to out here at, you know, a balloon amount of the price. And I don't know. I, and again, that's kind of where this is. Those are the things that I'm talking about that I want to be educated about. Like I want, there should be more known about that. And I'm re, I've been reading articles about that since, since you brought up what this is going to be, there yeah. isn't like too much known about the, the, the relationship between, you know, if you're buying clothing in that country where it's being made, or if you're buying well, it from yeah. the company that purchases the clothing, or it's, it's kind of just gray. Well, much with any, anything, con- any consumable thing. Yeah. There's little That's known. True. But yes. there, are, there are, it has to be sought out. You know what I mean? Or, or special interest. It would be in the special interest interest section. You know what I mean? For those who identify with looking up categories on a website, yeah. in the special interest miscellaneous section. Um, here are some solutions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, look up the brands. You know what I mean? Look at the, look at the the quality of it like is it going to last right like what are you are you buying what you actually need and like not just getting it because the price yeah you know do you need it how how often do you wear it is it is it practical um that's what i've been looking into like making more of my own stuff you know what i mean there's this thing that right called upcycling for those who you those of you out there who want to pick up a hobby or something, look into sewing, like get some a sewing machine, get a used sewing machine. You can upcycle. You take old garments and do something to it. Make some you know up. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make it into something useful. Take an old sweatshirt and make a pillowcase or something. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, if any if you, anybody who knows me knows that, I like to go thrift shopping. I go thrift shopping all the fucking time. So thrift store shopping is kind of where I get a vast majority of my clothing. And again, this, this, this goes back to what I was saying about being informed or educated about that. At what point does supporting a fast, fast fashion, like where does that stop? Cause if it's thrifted out of the thrift store and you think that you're doing more supporting a thrift store by getting it there well, or vice versa. And that's then that, that kind of goes back to the point where I was saying, like, it's like you said too, in any type of industry like that, a consumable item, it's hard unless it's like blatantly out there or a huge topic of conversation where it affects many people, which it does. It's not going to get the headlines. It's not going to get those main stories, which is ridiculous. And I think oh, that's what crazy. I was going to, that's what I was going to say about the jeans, you know, for a single pair of jeans, it takes, uh, all the water, seven thousand seven thousand 7,000 liters of fresh mm-hmm. water for one pair of jeans. Anyway, but yeah, even the thrift stores, they're collecting money from it. So that's sweats. not even a solution. Like just wear sweats, cotton sweats. Like donate. Like donate, y'all. Wear natural fibers. Donate. Up upcycle. Reuse. Repurpose. Mm-hmm. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> Riri. Um yeah, I find that again, I find it very I find this whole this like this this conversation very interesting. And again, I, I hope to see more. I, I know that we've seen a lot as of recent years as far as ex- exposing of 
different parts of different industries, like the food industry, the meat industry, the fucking, uh, the fishing industry, uh, the, all that stuff. And I think it's due time that we start to look a little bit deeper into the fashion industry. Um, so I think this is, I think it's incredibly interesting. It's, it's also very interesting how, how much is out there, but also how little at the same time. That's that's just what blows my mind, because when I look at something like like I said, the food industry at this point, maybe it's just because years have passed since this has been ex- exposed. But there's so much that you can learn about the food industry and that's out when, there now when documentaries are blowing up. Exactly. And that's what I mean by the by that that widespread attention brought to it and how it hasn't happened yet. I've heard things here and there, again, whispers about fast fashion, things like that. It's trending every so often, but it's never enough, I don't think, to get to that point um, yet. And so that's why I'm just waiting for that. Not not waiting like I'm lazy and not going to do my own fucking research type of thing, but I'm just saying like I'm waiting for that resurgence of wanting to know what's going on because it's what's going on? bound to happen. It's bound to happen. And... Uh, I feel like it's gonna happen soon because we just did an episode about it. So usually that's how this shit fucking works. The universe. We try to that's your lazy days podcast. Try to keep our pulse on the nation. Yes, and and it's. I think I don't think you said. It right. I think we try to keep our finger on the pulse of the nation. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but we also try to keep our pulse. You know, our hearts live on because of. You know, right. you, everybody, everybody listening. Our, our, our nation. What does that even <laughs> I mean? Even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Howdy, man. But that anyway. was good. Yeah. Um, so I don't yeah, know. If, I I don't know if you had. I'm sure you had a lot more that you could have went over. And I'm sure again, oh, like, no, that no, there's no. always we covered. Well, of course, usually. But yeah, those are, we hit all the bullet points. But yeah, there's there was a lot of stuff that I did want to mention that I had to edit out for the sake of time, even though that wasn't a factor. Yeah. Be wary. Be just be wary of what you consume at all times, whether it be uh, food, whether it be media, whether it be music or fashion in this instance, um, just know what you're supporting and know what it's about or try to at least. But, uh, yeah. Thank you guys. You know to, yeah, you know where to find us, everybody. Go check out our YouTube, Lazy Days Media on YouTube. Yes. You just started yeah. our Talk That Duck. Talk That Duck. Go, guys, go check that out, y'all. We want to discuss things with you guys. Uh, don't hesitate to email us either. And yeah, thank you guys again. And have a good rest of your whatever time it is there, whatever yeah, you're doing. Yeah. Be safe. We'll check you on the late on the fifth of MMNJ. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I mean, we'll, we'll check you there. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>